We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Everybody, it is a, a Thanksgiving edition here as we dive into some tight ends and defenses for the Week 12 slate. And uh, But first, let me welcome in. I'm James Seltzer, my co-host. It feels like it's been forever since I spoke to him. That's how excited I am to talk to him again. Uh, my man, uh, we were on yesterday talking a little wide receivers, and he'll bring it for you again today. Mr. Johnny McKechnie, you can follow him on Twitter, at Johnny McKex. What up, brother? How are you? What's going on, man? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll get some stuffing. Some. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Uh, I gotta, I gotta go the stuffing route. Totally. I think stuffing and and mashed potatoes. I mean, obviously, both of those are are things where if if they're done wrong, they can just ruin your Thanksgiving meal. Like it can really just turn into into a disaster quickly. But uh, my uncle is pretty adept at making both of those, so I'm looking for, looking forward to to chowing down on that. I think those are my two uh, kind of core uh, Thanksgiving essentials. Uh, and then turkey is obviously necessary as well. I mean, it's just a given. Um, do you have any hot takes as far as your Thanksgiving dessert uh, tastes are concerned? Because some people have some very strong takes uh, kind of surfacing on Twitter this week about like pecan pies or uh, pumpkin pie, both of them being trash. How do you react wow. to that? Wow. 
Some I know. Time. I've seen it. I've seen yeah, it. It's I nice. am. Uh, I, I. I like pumpkin pie. I'm not a huge pie guy to be with, but I certainly like pumpkin pie, and I certainly like it once a year, no matter what. Uh, yes. It is part of Thanksgiving. Uh, pecan pie, I could take or leave, but I, I don't think it's trash. I think that's outrageous. Uh, but as long as people are not bashing stuffing, I am usually okay because stuffing is the greatest thing ever. And the fact that we only have it once a year is, is really an outrage when you stop and think about it. But uh, I'll be very excited. My wife makes two kinds of stuffing, and she is a good cook. So uh, right. very excited about that. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, Johnny, why don't, we, uh, why don't we talk some football? Because that's the other thing that makes Thanksgiving great is we have uh, three games today. I've a lot of action going on here, so uh, let's break down these games, and then we'll head into the Sunday slate. Let's uh, let's start with the tight ends here, and, and we'll do tight ends and Ds, and then we'll go into the, the rest of the week here. Um, why don't we start with uh, uh, the, basically the one guy to talk about a tight end, and then everyone else is left in his dust. Jordan Reed sitting at 7,400. Are you paying up? Uh, I think I might. I really love uh, this grouping of tight ends if we're looking at, at just a Thursday only uh, type of situation here because Dallas, for as good as they've been, uh, one thing that they've actually been pretty deficient at is uh, defending the opposing team's tight ends. They actually rank 31st in the NFL as far as uh, DVOA is concerned uh, when looking at tight ends. So I think Unlike last week where I faded Reed because uh, the Packers had been relatively solid against opposing tight ends, this is a week where I, I'm definitely back in on him. Uh, at 7,400, obviously that's expensive, definitely the most expensive tight end uh, as far as the Thursday slate is concerned by a, by a wide margin. But I think that there are other value plays at other positions to where uh, you can totally uh, find a way to get Reed into your lineup, and I certainly advise doing so because I think he's gonna he's gonna eat on Thanksgiving for sure. Totally agree. It's basically like you're paying for a wide receiver and you're getting a discount. I mean, he's their number one guy, and him and Cousins obviously have a great rapport, and and like you said, a terrific matchup for him. So love, love, love Reed even at the price. Uh, let's just look at the rest of the options here for for tight end on Thanksgiving between these three games. When you look at the guy who are realistically playable. You know, you've got Ebron at 6,000, Witten at 5,600, Rudolph at 5,300, the two Colts guys, Allen at 51 and, and Doyle at 48, and then Jesse James at 4,700. Outside of that, you're probably not starting anybody at this position. Uh, right. Looking at the slate, who, who are the best values for you? Oh, I do like Ebron. I think that uh, his recent production has been really, really encouraging. He's had 70 or more yards in three straight weeks. Uh, he's seen 23 total targets over the last three weeks. Uh, that's encouraging. And you know that Detroit's going to be throwing the football. And they might be steering away from the receivers a little bit because the Vikings have such uh, quality cornerbacks that maybe Ebron uh, can find the soft spot in the, in the defense a little bit easier this week. So I do like Ebron here. I know that he's the second most expensive uh, option at tight end on this slate, but I think it's with good reason. I can definitely see a situation where I'm using Ebron at tight end and uh, in, in, in like maybe moving off a read for just one or two of those lineups. Uh, I do like Kyle Rudolph a lot as well. Uh, you know, the, the Detroit secondary, uh, that's not really imposing uh, any any sort of fear into anybody. So you like Kyle Rudolph. You like uh, how his rapport with, with Bradford is. And then you also consider that Stephon Diggs might be playing at a little less than 100%. He's got a bit of a knee uh, issue going on. So that could result in more looks for Kyle Rudolph. So I like that element a lot. So at 5,300, definitely at least considering him. And then Jesse James, actually, I think is the best. If you're, if you're really trying to punt, on your tight end, if you're really kind of loaded 
with with weapons at other spots in your lineup. Jesse James is a totally viable option, in my opinion. Going against Indianapolis, uh, they have one of the worst secondaries year in, year out. Uh, they rank, uh, I think they rank dead last, so they're the ones that is below Dallas as far as uh, DVOA against opposing tight ends is concerned. So I do like James at, at like next to the minimum price. I think he's he's the best value here. Yeah, I I, lo- I agree with everything you said. I, yeah, I, I like Jason Witten as well, just based on the uh, target volume and, and just how involved sure. he has been in the offense. But for me, Rudolph at 5,300 was the, not, the name that jumped out to me the most. Detroit, uh, I believe, is allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. And uh, Rudolph has a rapport with Bradford, definitely has a rapport in the red zone. He is always the guy yes. he looks for there. So I, I think... Uh, a touchdown is is very likely. I think if I had to pick one guy in that game to score a touchdown to bet on, I'd bet on Rudolph. So um, I, I love that play for fifty three hundred. And also, like you said, the James play, especially you know with the Colt on the Colt side of thing, you can't risk going with either of those guys with Tolzien, even though I, I would more likely risk it on the tight ends and the wide receivers, just sure. safety valves, all that. But I think Jesse James, a nice play there. He's continued to at least be involved in the offense. And again, that Indy defense is just bad across the board let's uh let's flip it over here to the defenses before we get into the sunday action and keep the thanksgiving action uniform in case people want to listen to this and then save the rest for later johnny they could do that that's not a crazy thought it's kind no, of crazy. you can totally do that kind of crazy but but you could do it if you want uh let's take a look we got uh, obviously six defenses on the board uh who, who jumps out to you uh, i think that the andrew luck news just makes it uh just almost a foregone conclusion yeah. that everyone's going to be in on the Steelers defense. Lot. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I, I don't see how you can justify not using them. And obviously uh, defenses like, like Indianapolis's or Washington's, I don't think that you can play either of those, especially Indianapolis checking in at 4,000. I would consider the lions, I suppose uh, if I, if I'm trying to uh, fade the Steelers defense, because that, that is the clear top option here. Uh, but at, at the same time, at the same time, Detroit, they're, they're the, they're the priciest option. So I'm not sure if I'm going to have room to fit them in. So I think that the, the coupling of the Steelers being priced at just 4,300 going, it's a Scott Tolzien led offense. Uh, it's really hard for me to imagine using a different defense here, but if you were to, would you go with the Lions, or were you thinking like Vikings or Cowboys? Yeah, it's a great question. Steelers is the obvious play, but if I were to attempt to, you know, kind of take a different route, it would be either the Lions or the Vikings. And I think, obviously, Minnesota, I think a worse offense, but I think I would lean with the Vikings D simply in that situation with so few to choose from. I think I would just go with the best unit, the most talented group. Uh, yes. especially coming off, uh, obviously, a, a, a lights-out performance against Arizona. Um, I, and, and it's not like Green Bay is, is New England or, or whatever. So, sure. I mean, excuse me, Detroit. Um, so I think I would go with the Vikings, but I think those two are clearly the play if you're not going Steelers. All right, Johnny, let's uh, let's get in the Sunday slaves. we got some, some good action on Sunday and Monday as well. We look at the tight ends heading back over there. Uh, I'm assuming it, it, it is likely, obviously, pay attention to the reports, but it's very likely that Rob Gronkowski will be out again this week. Right. Um, uh, even if he's in uh, a tough matchup against that Jets D. Um, so I think you're sitting Gronk even if he is active just 
because of the risk there. Uh, yes. But so why don't we skip over that and let's look at the the other top two names on the board here. Uh, and you know what? Let's actually take from six thousand up because it, there, we got five names in there. I think are all really interesting. Excuse me, yes. six names: uh, Gates at six thousand, Walker at sixty one hundred, Kelsey at sixty three hundred, Eifert sixty four hundred, and then we jump up to Graham at sixty nine hundred and Greg Olson at seven thousand. I mean, you could make the case looking at the numbers that that all of those could be values, but you look at the matchups; they might not all be. Uh, who among this group is your fave or your favorites? Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Delaney Walker here at 6100. Um, I th- I think he was a little bit disappointing last week, uh, coming off his sort of monster, uh, just absolute thrashing of the Packers. I know that I had him in all of my lineups, and he was going against Indianapolis too. So too. for him to just pull in, you know, four grabs for 36 yards, yep. it it left a little something to be desired. Um, but I'm 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 gonna go back to Walker this week. I'm not I'm not afraid using him against the against that Bears defense that that's really just dropping like flies across the board. Uh, I think Mariota is gonna have a huge day, and I think Walker is is one of the main uh, beneficiary beneficiaries there. Uh, I always like Travis Kelsey, uh, and, and Macklin's a little bit banged up, so at 6,300, you don't really have to pay out the nose for for him, but. You, you are concerned about the matchup. You have to be uh, when, when you're talking about going against the Denver secondary, especially in Denver. So that, that makes him more of a GPP consideration for me than anything else. Um, I do like Tyler Eifert a lot in this group just based on the fact that A.J. Green's going to be out and, you know, those receivers – uh, outside of AJ Green are relatively unproven, whereas Eifert is a guy that that has shown uh, throughout the early stages of his career that he that he is a stud. Uh, he can make big plays down the field. So I like I like Eifert a lot at 6400. So Walker and Eifert from this tier are are my favorites. Uh, if you're not going for you know the the Greg Rolson or the Jimmy Graham route. Yeah, I uh, I love. Uh, both of those, I don't love Olsen, but I really like Olsen and I love Graham this week. So I, I could see myself spending up for one of those two. But uh, I, I, Delaney Walker, I'm with you especially. And, and I like Eifert as well. But I would I would take the $300 and, and extra and, and yes. just roll with Walker again. Especially because he was disappointing last week in a, in a terrific matchup. And sometimes, even though that's silly, a lot of people will shy away the week after. I think his ownership percentage will be lower than you might expect. It's a great matchup. Again, he is the number one receiver on that team, so I, I love, love, love that call. Uh, and Gates at 6000 I don't like the matchup that much, but obviously he's heavily involved in the offense, so I think it's a right. fair price. I just don't think it's a great value. Uh, let's uh, let's move down here. Let's get the rest of the five thousand range here, and then we can look for any any real under the radar values here. From fifty seven hundred, Kobe Fleener down to Zach Ertz at five thousand. Looks like eight names, seven eight names in here. Are any of these guys on your radar this week? I'm I'm starting to wonder if you know on the other side of the coin where where Walker sort of disappointed last week. Fleener caught that touchdown. And it was a nationally televised game. Uh, so I, do you think that some people are going to kind of fall for that and, and lull themselves into thinking that somehow Fleener is a play here? Maybe you are of the opinion. No, I'm that he, with you. I, I hope people do that so that I can not do it and get take advantage of them. Yes, exactly. Because, I mean, I don't see him getting more than four or five targets. And, and I just de- I don't feel like he really fits. He's I mean, we're so far into the season now, and I just don't feel like he's he gels well in that offense. It seems like just kind of a wonky fit, and I don't really see him uh, having a ton of success against the Rams secondary uh, this week. Um, I think the obvious sort of uh, 
as as Derek Van Riper and Jake like to say, uh, the the Ralph Wiggum no brainer pick of the day mm-hmm. from this tight end group. I, I'd have to go with Martellus Bennett, especially if Gronk is out. Um, you know, he's only at fifty five hundred. I'm like kind of shocked by by that price tag. Um, the the Jets secondary, uh, obviously Revis is. It completely fallen off, it's but bad, he wouldn't yeah. cover Bennett per se. Um, you know, Linebackers Bennett, are solid, but the right. secondary is not. Exactly. So I think I think Bennett, just the way that that offense rolls, it, it has such an emphasis on the tight end position. I think you have to use Bennett. I think he's going to be like probably the highest owned tight end uh, in cash games and, and probably in tournaments too. Uh, how do you see that breaking down? Totally, totally agree. Another guy who disappointed last week, but I I think too many people will be on him. I I still think he's worth the play. I think, you know, he's going to be more involved. Last week was a running week. And, and, you know, Brady had the, what, four touchdowns or whatever. But, um, you know, Edelman, like you said, with the the crazy, you said yesterday, with crazy amount of targets. And I think they get Bennett more involved. But I I do like uh, uh, potentially going a little bit cheaper here and going down to 5,000 and and homering out with Zach Ertz here. Um, Ertz obviously has been really involved comparatively to before. Had the six for 97 two weeks ago and, and had the line last week that really is deceiving. Uh, it did have 11 targets, only the six for 35, but got in the end zone, uh, but 11 yes. targets. And also if you didn't watch the game, had a 75 yard touchdown catch erased off the board by the dumbest oh. penalty you'll ever see. Nelson Aguilar <laughs> did not stand on the line. It was a freaking illegal formation. Oh boy. I can't even you go a there but about that. Yeah. I don't even don't. Yeah. Don't <laughs> even, I'm still not over it, but either way, uh, Ertz is, I, I think the Eagles have realized that he's pretty much their only real weapon, you know, or Matthew's yeah. a nice player, but Ertz is the only dynamic guy they have in, in that role or in a pass catching role. Um, so right. I think he's really part of that offense. Obviously, Green Bay has just been atrocious on all levels defensively. So I, I love Ertz at 5,000 as a, a value play there. Uh, let's uh, kind of head down to this real, you know, nether regions of the tight ends here and, and look for these uh, these values. Are there any guys from 4,500 up here that, um, that stick out to you as a potential uh, upside player? Uh, before I get into this sort of graveyard of tight ends here, yeah. I, I would also like to add that I do like Fedorowicz a good yes. bit at 5200 going against the uh, going against San Diego. I don't I think that their secondary is pretty subpar, and Fedorowicz, uh, you know, I was out with my friends watching the game on, on Monday night, and it seemed like every time I looked up and like started paying attention to the to the game again, Fedorowicz had the ball in his hands. He had 10 targets. Uh, and he went for over 80 yards. So obviously Osweiler likes throwing it in his direction and the, the matchup against San Diego, really, really favorable. Um, but moving back to to this uh, tier, uh, Pitta is relatively, uh, you know, ingrained into that Ravens offense. So at, he's always kind of just hanging out near the line of scrimmage. And when Flacco freaks out after the first read isn't open, uh, usually he throws it to Pitta. So, I mean, there, there's that element to it that kind of gives him a, a bit of a floor, but not sure about his ceiling uh, this week. I, I, I guess of this group, I like Lance Kendricks uh, a little bit. He's been kind of dis- disappointed the last two weeks, but he is athletic. He has potential and uh, a matchup going against uh, the Saints in the Superdome. That's always, you know, the Rams kind of put it to the test there because I always feel like you got to have some piece of the game uh, of the team that, that's playing against the Saints in the Superdome. But the Rams offense is so just 
archaic and terrible. It's it's hard to justify sometimes, but Kendricks might be worth a dart here, in in my opinion. I think you know if he if his targets come up, you know, five or more, and they they have been more often than not uh, in you know pretty much since the season started. Uh, I could see him uh, being able to burn that that Saints secondary a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Kendricks, I had two names in here, and you nailed one of them. Kendricks is one of the two, uh, obviously been more involved, and you love the matchup. The other one for $200 cheaper, Will Ty is uh, the starting okay. tight end for the Giants, and if you want to just take the start everybody against the Browns uh, philosophy, which has worked most of the time, uh, I, I think that's where the play. Plus, Ty uh, scored a touchdown last week, uh, eight targets, 53 yards receiving the week before, seven targets the week before, so he's been involved for what it's worth. I don't don't love him, but I think he could find the end zone, uh, you know, for 4,600 could be a, a, a decent dart. Let me remind all the fantasy football fans out there that football is in full swing, and that means that FanDuel's in full swing, and this year it has been better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel, it's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans, and they believe you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. You just pick your team, you stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game, play in a beginner's contest, learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for just a dollar. There's 50-50 contests where the top half win cash. Or you can even settle a score with a friend in FanDuel's brand new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams. Plus, new features ensure a fair and level playing field. I've said it all season. Season-long fantasy is, it just doesn't do it for me. I've got all these injured players, and I keep you know losing because of guys I picked in August and, and guys who just yeah. haven't performed or this or that. If you own Eddie Lacy, if you own you know all these guys, it's just yes, a bummer. This year, it's been... You don't have to worry about any of that. You get to pick a new lineup every single week. It is the best. You can have all the fun that football has to offer, all the fun that fantasy football has to offer. At FanDuel, you can be sports rich, plus special offer for new users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. You can go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only do you get the free subscription, but you actually get to play with that $10 on FanDuel. It's, it's insane. It's such a good value. It's over $40 in value for just $10. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. RW. All right, Johnny, let's uh, let's head over here to the old defenses as we uh, look at this defensive slate. And you look up and you see Miami at the top, and you're just like, whoa, that catches you <laughs> off guard. But obviously the matchup against San Francisco. Why don't we look at those uh, top four on the board here, 4,900, 4,900, 4,900, and 5,000. We've got the Seahawks, the Patriots, the Broncos, so who's who of great teams in the NFL, and then, of course, the Dolphins at the top. Um, but is, is the Dolphins the play here, or are you considering any of these top four or, or looking lower down the list? It seemed like everyone and, and their mother last week used used the Dolphins because, you know, they were going against that Rams, that vaunted Rams offense there uh, with Jared, Jared Goff making his, making his first start. And, uh, you know, they, they – it's not like they got lit up by any means. They only let in, uh, you know, like ten points or something. But they didn't. They didn't quite reward their owners with with the uh, with the turnover production that I think was was more than expected uh, coming from a rookie quarterback uh, in that offense. But so that was a bit of a letdown. Uh, I don't think that I think that sometimes or some people might be afraid of that five thousand dollar price tag of using a team like the Dolphins that that you know is up and coming, uh, but they're they're not the kind of gold standard of defense the the way that uh, you know you would consider the Seahawks or the Broncos. So I think some people might be turned off by that price tag, but I love going against uh, 
the 49ers when I'm picking a defense. So I think uh, they might, you know, it might be rightfully so that they are the highest priced option here. I think they could certainly be uh, the most productive defense uh, for DFS purposes this weekend. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm certainly paying for him. I, I, San Francisco is awful. I, I'll also, you know, what at 4900 against a, bat, a, a unexciting Kansas City offense, they don't turn the ball over a ton. But just to get Denver at 4900 yeah. just seems like a value to me. So um, feels like you, you know that they're not going to give up more than like 17 points. Yeah, and you know that they're going to get a few sacks and they're going to make some plays and and maybe even some turnovers. So. I think it's a, a nice low floor play there. Uh, all right, Johnny, let's uh, let's take 4,800 down to 4,500. The Ravens up to the Bills. Anyone stand out here for you? Um, first of all, I think I think the Titans are, are the team that I, that really stood out to me uh, in this grouping. Uh, Chicago, obviously, uh, they're just a team that that seems to have lost everyone on both sides of the ball. Um, so they're a disaster, and uh, it, I don't know if Matt Barkley's going to be starting for them yeah. this week. Uh, but either way, uh, the the Titans just have about as favorable a matchup as you're going to get, and you get them for 500 less than the Dolphins. Uh, so I think that they're they're sort of the group that's st- that stood out the most to me for, from this uh, tier. Uh, I like the Ravens a little bit playing at home uh, against Andy Dalton, uh, who won't have A.J. Green at his disposal. I think that Baltimore could be a viable play, although they don't get a ton of sacks either. So that, that c- kind of puts a cap on their ceiling. And then, of course, a uh, team like the Giants uh, checking in at 4,800, uh, going to Cleveland. Uh, I think that, you know, just, you know, of the mantra of, play everyone against Cleveland. I think that 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 could certainly work out for owners as well if you want to go that route. Totally agree. I like the Giants, but the two you mentioned before, the two I was going to mention, Titans, Jay Cutler-less, Brian Hoyer-less, Zach Miller-less, Alshon Jeffrey-less, everybody-less. Kyle Long is not – I mean, it's just a a disaster there. I think – uh, I, I mean, it's going to be bad, man. So I, I think Tennessee is a terrific play at 4,500. Uh, they're my favorite play, but I also do like the Ravens at 4,500 as well for all the reasons you mentioned. Who the hell knows who Andy Dalton and, and me and you could be out there on Sunday uh, yeah. catching passes. Uh, all <laughs> right, let's, uh, uh, Johnny, let's uh, look down uh, at the uh, the rest of these uh, defenses here from 4,400 down to the bottom. Are there any uh, true blue values here for you? Uh, I'm not not really yeah, sure exactly. how, much, how much I like this grouping. Um, I think the the Cardinals like their their price is a little bit lower than what you'd expect from a Cardinals defense, but they are going to be on the road in a dome against a fresh Atlanta Falcons team that that is coming off a bye. Um, so that that kind of makes you reconsider things. But 4,300 that is pretty cheap. So if you're really strapped, uh, the Cardinals are definitely the best of the, the, the punt salary options, in my opinion. Uh, the Rams, I hate that matchup going to New Orleans. I, I think that as as stout as the as the Rams have shown to be this year, it's just hard for me to to use a defense going against New Orleans in the Superdome like that. Uh, the Bears are obviously too banged up. I think the, you know, kind of the opposite. I would load up on, on Titans uh, players this week going against the Bears. I would never use uh, the Bears in any situation this weekend if I could avoid it. Uh, Browns, kind of same way. So yeah, basically, you're gonna need to pay more than forty four, more than forty four hundred uh, for your defense this week. Is is how I'm gonna try to set my lineups. 
totally agree. And I normally do look for those, you know, low tier values, but I'm not messing with any of these at 40, that, that really 4,500. I mean, I want, I want the Titans or the Ravens or I'm paying more. Um, yes. So totally agree. Uh, again, for a Thanksgiving edition, follow him on Twitter at Johnny McKex, M-C-K-E-C-H-S. John, thanks for filling in for uh, for old Paul Bruno there as he's uh, having a blast traveling around and whatnot. We really appreciate it as, as we, we stay here and grind it out. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I always love doing the pods with you, man. So it's good to be kind of getting the band back together this week. I hope you have a really good Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, me too, man. I lo- love hearing your voice, Johnny. Always have fun doing it. And uh Everyone out there, have a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy it and uh, enjoy the fact you get to be a family, you get to eat good food, you get to watch football. It, it doesn't get better than this as far as holidays go. So for Johnny McKechnie, I am James Seltzer. This has been the Week 12 Tight End and Defense Edition of the Rotowire DFS Podcast. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.